Agricultural educators across the country devote countless hours and often their own resources to positively impact the lives of their students. Nationwide, along with Ohio Farm Bureau and Ohio FFA, recognizes the state's Ag Educator of the Year with the coveted Golden Owl Award trophy and, along with it, $3,000 in funding to help bring new opportunities to their programs. Meet this year's winner and find out how to nominate the next Golden Owl recipient this hour. From the Ohio Farm Bureau studio, this is our Ohio Weekly, highlighting those who grow our food, fiber, and fuel while examining issues that are important for farmers and their neighbors throughout the Buckeye State. Our Ohio Weekly is supported by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. Now with this week's news feed, here's our Ohio Weekly host, Ty Higgins. Retail food prices continue to climb, but at a somewhat slower rate. Gary Crawford has more. When it comes to retail food prices this year, food shoppers have been seeing some of the biggest increases in decades, increases that many economists thought would have cooled off by now, but those prices just keep climbing. So once again, in their latest monthly forecast, analysts at the Ag Department have had to raise their projections for just how much more food will cost this year on average compared to last year, raising them by about half a percentage point. Agriculture Department economist Matt McLaughlin, he gave us his new food price inflation forecasts for away-from-home restaurant food prices, at-home grocery store prices, and the average increase for all of those foods averaged together. For all food, we increased our forecast by half a percentage point to 9.5 to 10.5 percent. Again, we had slower price increases this past month, but they're not as slow as we expected. Food away from home, we had a half point increase again in our forecast, and now we're forecasting food away from home prices to increase between 7 and 8%. Lastly, we also increased the forecast for food at home by a half percent, and now uh, food at home prices are forecasted to increase by 11 to 12%. As to what's behind the latest increase in these forecasts? This was in line with primarily seeing food price categories continuing to increase and a couple of surprises in terms of price increases. Surprise one, affecting poultry and egg supplies and prices. Avian flu is continuing uh, in past outbreaks. This has stopped sometime over the summer. This just did not happen. We're continuing to have cases this year. With upwards of 40 million chickens dying or having to be put down because of bird flu. So Matt says chickens going to cost us an average of up to 15.5% more this year. Eggs, 27.5% more. Matt says consumers have gotten a break on beef price hikes, though. They seem to have leveled off. But pork and other meats, as well as poultry products, continue to increase and at faster rates than we expected. So it seems like food price inflation is slowing down a little, but what we have is a slower than expected slowing of price increases. <laughs> price is still going up slowly, but not as slowly as was expected. Like riding a roller coaster, that slow climb, you know, as you near the top, but you never seem to get to the top. We're still going up the hill but it's starting to flatten out. So we do have slower month-to-month -month price increases than we've had for the past few months, but in historical terms, they're still relatively high. <laughs> so Matt, what we have here is what? A um... slow slowdown in food prices. But he's still expecting food prices to climb another two to 3% next year. So we may not get that thrilling downhill ride even next year. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
Among the hundreds of outstanding agriculture education teachers throughout the Buckeye State, one stood out as the best of the best and picked up the prestigious Golden Owl Award from Ohio Farm Bureau Nationwide and Ohio FFA. We are pleased to have him on this week, Barrett Zimmerman. He teaches agriculture at Clyde High School, picked up the 2022 Golden Owl Award. Also joining us this week is Brad Liggett, president of agribusiness at Nationwide. Welcome to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Mr. Zimmerman, I know the students call you Z, so every once in a while I'm going to hop in and, and act like I'm hip and just call you Z for uh, this particular conversation. Tell us about your program there at Clyde High School. Oh, we have a wonderful program, and it's all because of the students in our community. I, I'm very uh, lucky to work in, in such a great community. Uh, we have 150 students in the program uh, at the high school this year, and we just actually started a middle school program, hired a second teacher, and he is uh, one of my past students, graduated from Ohio State, Robert Selvey, and, and he's got 130 students. So we're bringing agriculture education to oh, around 200 uh, plus students uh, in sixth through 12th uh, grade in Clyde. We are a community uh, that focuses on uh, our student development, student success, and, and uh, teaching kids how to give back. And FFA is a great way uh, to to do that. So uh, we're we're really I, I, I'm just blessed to be here in, in Clyde. You can feel you can feel that excitement over the radio, and I really do appreciate that because you're growing that program, as you mentioned, to the middle school. But you're also getting all the students involved in recycling food, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on this hour. And, and Brad Liggett, Mr. Zimmerman, over uh, 100 nominations, he was one of that uh, went up for this year's award, and it goes to show just how many great ag teachers we have here in Ohio. Why is it important for Nationwide to recognize their work like this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ty. And, and first off, let me say congratulations to Z. Uh, he <laughs> represents the exact reason why we created the Golden Owl Award. Uh, you know, why it's important to us, we are uh, an insurance and financial services company. Uh, we serve small towns and farms and ranches. In fact, we are America's largest insurer of farms and ranches across the country. And uh, if I could take a minute, if it's okay, I'll, I'll give you a to the background, it's, you know, uh, uh, especially in corporate America, you know, even a company like Nationwide, Nationwide Ag, you know, we all have those days where you feel, you feel a little down, you feel a little discouraged. And I tell people, if you're ever feeling discouraged, just hang out with some FFA kids. If you get a chance to hang out with FFA kids, you will feel a lot better about the future and you will feel a lot better about where we're all going where this is all going. And uh, the Golden Owl Award really came out of those experiences, Ty and Z. We, we had uh, me Iowa, where I'm based out of, the Iowa State FFA leadership was in. And, and I, I was asking who their influences are. You know, I said, you kids are really have your act together. I just love the, the, the way you, you folks are uh, put yourselves together and, 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 and how you're just future leaders of, I said, who influences you? And of course they mentioned their parents or grandparents and all of them brought up their ag educators. And we just simply said, you know what, uh, are we doing enough to promote and celebrate the really good ag educators? And, and, the, and the folks in the, 4A, in the FFA said, no, we are not. And so we said, well, let's get that done. So that's how the Golden Owl Award came about. Uh, I think it was 2018. And, uh, and it's just been really thrilling to see it grow and be so successful. Mr. Zimmerman, are we seeing more young people, not necessarily from an ag background, taking an interest in agriculture? 
Oh, I think 100% uh, you're correct there. There are so few kids actually that are, are now coming from a farm background. I, it, with my 150 students, I think I have seven, uh, only seven students that uh, their parents derive a large portion of their income from, from farming. Uh, but we don't teach necessarily to that uh, group of students and we're teaching uh, the business, the animal science, the plant science, the, uh, the mechanics and I know all those services that uh, production agriculturalists need. Uh, and so when you open up a student's eyes to all those opportunities in agriculture that they never really even thought existed because it's this stereotype of ag being farm, 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 uh, once you break through that and they start to see the amazing opportunities uh, available, I think it does draw kids because uh, the, the movement towards the skills, the skilled trades and, and working with your hands. And um, it, it's it's definitely uh, something kids like once they know. They just have to be, they have to know that those opportunities exist. And there's a zillion things to do in the agriculture industry. So, yes. Brad Leggett, the future workforce component of what Mr. Zimmerman does is so important for our industry as a whole. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and um, you know, there are careers out there um, in agriculture and food. You know, uh, the lines between ag and food uh, have really blurred. And everybody eats is one, uh, one of our uh, uh, mantras around here and some programs are working with some other organization around. And I love where Z, Z is going here because everybody eats and and how well consumers understand where their food comes from and how it is produced and, and uh you know because at the end of the day with agriculture and with food um the consumer's in charge you know uh what, what is the future of, of what's going to get grown around here it's really going to depend on where consumers take us don't you think i do that's got to be part of the of the lesson plan there right understanding that aspect for sure, uh, we want students to know where their food comes from, how it's processed, and then also how they can take an active part in raising, you know, a portion of their own. Uh, we work with a lot of our students in a poultry uh, program, provide birds for them, broilers, and then they uh, take that project all the way from a baby chick up until I, I help them process those birds, and then they're in their own freezer, and to to have a student to be able to go through all those different steps and to then then have the fulfillment of I raised that that meat for myself. It's it's rewarding for them, but also they learn a lot uh, along the way. And uh, with our ORC program that I, uh, we we're trying to instill in young people the value of food and not to waste it, um, whether you consume it or it ends up in the trash can after lunch. You know, somebody had to raise that. It needed to be processed. It was transported to that school. And uh, it, you really have to look at all those aspects of the food production system. And uh, we don't want people to take that for granted because we, we're very fortunate in this country. And I just want all my students to understand how fortunate they are. And there are others that aren't. That's Barrett Zimmerman. Uh, his students at Clyde High School call him Z. He's an ag teacher there, the winner of the 2022 Golden Owl Award. Uh, Mr. Zimmerman, what made you want to become an agricultural teacher? Well, much like Mr. Liggett said, uh, my uh, mentor uh, or the person I looked up to was my father. He was my ag teacher. And, and uh, 
so I knew when I was in seventh grade, uh, I, it's what I wanted to do. And that's all I've ever uh, worked towards. So graduated from Ohio State University, got my master's from Ohio State, then went to Finley to get a master or another degree in science so I could offer science credit to my students at, at uh, Clyde. And um, it's just all I've ever, ever really wanted to do was be an ag, ag educator. Ag classes are not like normal classes. No two days are alike. That has to be part of, of why students want to take part. It really is an, an amazing environment to come into. I, I, I can't speak for other ag teachers' classrooms, but I'm going to assume they're similar to mine. Uh, you walk into an environment with uh, uh, just so many opportunities uh, uh, for career development, uh, for competition, for community service, uh, hands-on practical learning, the development of skills that they may not at the moment think are valuable, but in five to 10 years after graduating, I bet 70% of my students will come back and thank me for teaching them some, some soft skill or some hard skill that allowed them to get a promotion or a job or, or um, you know, just a, a, a successful opportunity in their life. And that's, that's really why I love being an ag teacher. I mean, I can, I can teach a student how to give a presentation, how to weld and how to run a three-way switch, you know, and all in the, in the same class period, maybe. So uh, it, it is an exciting draw for students, again, when they know the opportunities are there, Every one of my students will tell you that I tell them straight off, the only thing somebody can't take from you is your skills. And once you learn how to do something, nobody can ever take that away from you. And so learn as much as you can and, and, and learn how to do as many things as you can. Nobody will ever take that from you. And it will only make you more employable. And that's all I ever want. I want my kids to work. That's Barrett Zimmerman, the 2022 Golden Owl Award winner. He teaches agriculture at Clyde High School. Also this week on Our Ohio Weekly is Brad Liggett, president of Agribusiness at Nationwide. We continue our conversation after this here on Our Ohio Weekly. Ohio Farm Bureau has teamed up with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Ohio to offer health insurance options, typically reserved for larger employers, to Ohio agribusinesses with 1 to 50 employees. The Ohio Farm Bureau Health Benefits Plan can provide you significant savings and quality health insurance benefits for your employees. For more information, eligibility, and competitive rates, visit OFBHealthBenefitsPlan.org or call 800-937-4567. Farmers are busy. You need business solutions from people who know farming. Introducing the Ohio Farm Bureau Select Partners Program, an insurance and financial services program for Ohio's farming community. Endorsed by farmers like you, Select Partners are committed to providing the best in consultative services to the agricultural community. Achieve your strongest farm future at ohiofarmbureau.org slash selectpartners. With more than 300,000 horses in Ohio, the economic impact of the equine industry in the state is valued at $2.8 billion. Much of that value comes from the standard bred horse owners, breeders, trainers, and drivers who participate in the sport of harness racing in the Buckeye State, all supported by the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. Since 1953, the mission of the OHHA is to preserve, protect, promote, and serve the entire standard bred industry in Ohio and beyond. 
And the relationship between OHHA membership and Ohio's agriculture is undeniable. The farmers provide feed, bedding, and stables for the horses, and in turn those amazingly fast four-legged athletes provide a major draw to Ohio's county fairs, bringing revenue to our rural communities. OHHA membership has its privileges. Members reap the benefits of having a strong voice for shaping statewide policies, receive continuous industry education, and valuable information in OHHA newsletters and magazines. Check out OHHA.com to find out how the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association is making great strides for you. That's OHHA.com. Safety in agriculture is a top priority, and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation has your safety needs covered with free safety consulting services, safety intervention grants, and training and education. Prevent workplace injuries and illnesses. Visit bwc.ohio.gov and click on Safety Services or call 866-569-7805 for more information. Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, we've got you covered. You're listening to Our Ohio Weekly on great radio stations across the Buckeye State, like In Defiance, 1280 AM WONW, WFIN in Finley, 1330 AM and 95.5 FM, 95.3 FM WKTN in Kenton, WJAW in McConnellsville, 100.9 FM, and in Mount Vernon, WMVO, 93.7 FM. I'm Ty Higgins, this week visiting with the 2022 Golden Owl Award winner, teacher Barrett Zimmerman from Clyde High School, and Brad Liggett, president of Agribusiness with Nationwide, one of the sponsors of the award. You mentioned that hands-on component that you have. You're not in the classroom every day. You have uh, acres of, of crops outside. I understand there's also a beehive out there. Kids are excited about that type of thing still, aren't they? Yeah, we manage about 36 acres uh, on our uh, different people in the community allow us to to manage their property. The school doesn't own any property. And we actually manage 42 beehives in in several different areas in in our county and Seneca County. Um, We extracted 170 gallon of honey uh, in late July and we'll go for another round here soon. But you know, yeah, I, I love uh, teaching kids about bees and, and uh, to work with them on, the, on in production agriculture. Yes. Brad Liggett, uh, we have met many teachers like Z across the state. Only a few have won the coveted Golden Owl Award, but uh, we get to a top 10 eventually, and, and every single one of them deserving of being recognized for what they do. Uh, there are a lot of special people out there, and, and nominations are now open for the 2023 award. What can you tell us about that? And if listeners want to get involved, how can they do so? Yes, Ty. First off, let me absolutely encourage your listeners. Hopefully, I'm inspired listening to Z today. I hope they are as well. I want them to get involved in our contest, but also just with their local high schools and with their local school systems. And and there's a lot of really fun, interesting stuff going on, uh, as you can tell. And uh, you're you're right on it. It's so hard. You know, the, the, the mission here is to bring attention and put a spotlight on this. And, and yep, there's a war, an award at the end, but every, I'm sure Z would agree, like every winner says, everyone's deserving uh, because there's so many great educators out there. Go to nationwide.com uh, and uh, get on, the, you'll, you'll just follow something called resources and you'll, you'll find a resources tab, you'll get to farm and agribusiness, and then you'll see articles and you'll see the Golden Owl Award. 
So get out there on nationwide.com. Uh, we're not the only way to get there. You're going to see promotions, I think, from your FFA. And I'd be remiss, Ty, if I didn't say this program would not be anywhere near as successful as it is without the help and, and the partnership of the Ohio Farm Bureau. So you're all, between uh, Nationwide and the Ohio Farm Bureau and your local FFA, I guarantee your listeners will give them a chance to get out there and nominate their local uh, ag educator for the this next year's award. We're going to take that link too and put it on this podcast. So you can uh, just click that link and get right to the nomination page. And uh, Barrett Zimmerman, uh, 2022 Golden Owl Award winner, I know that uh, you're a very humble man. And I understand that there are a lot of people behind the scenes that made this award possible that you probably want to recognize today. Well, first of all, I can't do my job without wonderful students. And so every student that I've ever had and, and ever will, I appreciate the opportunity. I learned probably more from them than they do from me. And I honestly mean that. Every student brings with them a new challenge, uh, perhaps, and, and, and new uh, opportunities for me to grow as an educator and um, never, uh, never stopped learning in my 30 years, never stopped learning. I uh, also want to thank my community, for, for sure, the community of Clyde and uh, our vocational school who actually employs me. I work at Van, uh, I work, I am a Vanguard Sentinel employee and I am a satellite program at Clyde. So I definitely want to thank my uh, Vanguard for their support and of course my family, uh, all ag teachers. Uh, it's Saturdays, it's Sundays, it's it's evenings uh, consistently that we're gone. And uh, we do that and give of ourselves for our students and sometimes families suffer. Uh, so I want to thank my my family for uh, supporting me as well. But yeah, and, and thank you to Nationwide and to Farm Bureau, both uh, the financial support that we got from our program this year, we actually sent uh, almost 20 students to FFA camp and all those students were able to, to attend uh, without having to pay uh, for camp. So, uh, and I know they benefited from that. So thank you for that support. And Z, as we speak, I understand the students are right there in the room waiting for you to wrap up this conversation. Can you move on to the next thing? Can they hear us right now? No, they can't. They can't. Oh, otherwise I was going to have them give you a nice big round of applause because you certainly deserve it. I know they appreciate you and all you do. But thank you so much. Congratulations again. The 2022 Golden Owl Award winner, Barrett Zimmerman. He's an ag teacher at Clyde High School. Also this week on our Ohio Weekly, Brad Liggett, president of agribusiness at Nationwide. Thank you both very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. What a great way to extend our support to agricultural educators who devote countless hours and their own money to help facilitate learning in the classroom, positively impacting the lives of their students. You can learn more about the 2023 Golden Owl Award and how to nominate your local agricultural teacher by searching Ohio Golden Owl Award. The 2023 Winter Leadership Experience with our Young Ag Professionals happens in January 27th and 28th at Kalahari. Of course, it's for young people 18 to 35, but even those young people can bring even younger people because, after all, it is an indoor water park. The family's invited to this year's event. You can find out more about it by visiting experienceyap.com. Experienceyap.com. We're going to have one of the state committee members from the Young Agricultural Professionals on with us coming up after this with more details about this year's winter leadership experience and why you should be there. That's coming up after this here on Our Ohio Weekly.
This is Our Ohio Weekly. Welcome back. I'm your host, Ty Higgins. On this week's edition of To the Beat of Agriculture, we'll hear from a member of the Young Agricultural Professionals State Committee. She'll tell us about the upcoming winter leadership experience and give you just a few reasons why you should take part. My name is Jacqueline DeCandio. I currently live in Clark County with my husband and our new daughter. And I originally uh, got involved with Ohio Farm Bureau actually through winter leadership experience when I was in college. And once I started, I went every single year. And that was kind of how I learned more about what the committee does and all of that. My background in ag is a little bit atypical to a lot of my peers. My parents were always really interested in self-sufficiency, having livestock. Uh, You know, I grew up, we always had chickens in the backyard, a big garden, all that sort of stuff. And so when I became old enough, I was obviously really interested in the 4-H program. And I did that right out of the gate as soon as I was old enough. And that continued to be a really big focal point of all of my summers, all the way up through my senior year in high school. I had goats, uh, poultry, I did some still exhibit type projects. My brother and I did feeder calves. So that was pretty much, um, you know, took up a lot of time throughout all of my summers, but it really did cement my interest in agriculture as a career. My first job out of college was in ag communications, and now I have my full-time ag communications business. I run an agency called The Herdbook Ag Media. We provide different communications, media, PR, and marketing materials to different agribusinesses. Farm Bureau had always kind of been, obviously being involved with 4-H and the county fair and all that, Farm Bureau always had that sort of presence in the background of things. But it really wasn't until I hit college that I became more aware of the importance of Farm Bureau and what it was doing on behalf of not just farmers, but everyone who works in agriculture in some capacity. You know, I've joined as a young ag professional with my membership and, you know, started going to winter leadership experience. I really got to see firsthand what they were doing as far as boots on the ground. Something I um, that does kind of stand out to me was my first time going to Winter Leadership Experience, and it was kind of during the opening night. That was when we were introduced to that current committee, and you know, just kind of hearing their testimonies about the work that they put in for the conference, their connections to Ohio agriculture, and just kind of seeing how so many different people from across the state with very different farms or connections to agriculture were so passionate and committed to this organization. That really kind of stood out to me about the true grassroots approach of of the Farm Bureau. It really is county to county individuals contributing to this. And I, I think that's what makes Ohio Farm Bureau so powerful. So the Winter Leadership Experience is January 27th and 28th. I am really stoked that we have a brand new venue at Kalahari Resorts to bring our members to. But also I'm just really excited too for the great lineup of speakers and events that we have this year. And one of the really cool things this year with uh, Kalahari is obviously the big draw there is the water park. And they're really good about letting people who are also using their conference center also providing those tickets to the park. And a really cool thing that they're doing is that those who book by December have the option to, if they want to spend an additional line, they can book that hotel 
hotel at the same rate and then have all of Sunday to be at the park with their families. And that's also kind of why uh, we are encouraging people to bring their kids, bring their families, and really be able to make this a family-centric event. Saturday is like our big full day of sessions, but Friday we're going to have some of our additional um, extended learning sessions. So those will be additional events people can go to. And we have a couple that are off are nearby in Sandusky off the main campus and some that are also at the normal convention center. We'll have dinner that night and just kind of get, get people prepped, get to know the committee a little bit more. In addition to us in the committee, also for our attendees, Networking is a huge part of what we do as young ag professionals. Just that camaraderie, all of those things that are going to last throughout throughout a lifetime and really, uh, really make a difference both in your professional life, but also your personal life too. I mean, I've really gotten to bond well with my committee, fellow committee members, and it really does kind of encourage me more to interact with my peers cost this year is just the usual $150 per individual. We do have our $25 off for ag students and educators. A lot of county farm bureaus are really good about providing sponsorship opportunities for some of their members that would like to go. So I really encourage people, especially for students, to kind of look into those opportunities and see if they're available in their areas. We really are hoping for a great turnout at Kalahari, and I don't think that's going to be an issue. Every year, we really do draw a great pool of attendees who not only are there, but who really want to be there and really engage with our speakers and take full advantage of our sessions, of our networking, even our entertainment that we have, our social gatherings in the evenings. And we really hope to see that crowd again very soon in Sandusky. Thanks to Jacqueline for taking the time to talk with us. To register for the Winter Leadership Experience, visit experienceyap.com. Special thanks to our sponsors Nationwide and Farm Credit Mid-America. Your stories are precious. They should be preserved. Do it in the form of a personal audio keepsake called Audio Scrapbook. Visit audioscrapbook.com today to learn more. That's audioscrapbook.com. I'm Ty Higgins, back after this here on Our Ohio Weekly. Safety in agriculture is a top priority, and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation has your safety needs covered with free safety consulting services, safety intervention grants, and training and education. Prevent workplace injuries and illnesses. Visit bwc.ohio.gov and click on Safety Services or call 866-569-7805 for more information. Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, we've got you covered. Guesswork may be great for trivia or a jar full of jelly beans, but for getting the right insurance coverage for your farm, not so much. Introducing the Ohio Farm Bureau Select Partners Program, an insurance and financial services program for Ohio's farming community. Select partner agencies specialize in the unique needs of agriculture, plus they're endorsed by local farmers like you. Achieve your strongest farm future at ohiofarmbureau.org slash select partners. 
farm families like yours are growing their businesses to ensure their best farm futures. Farm Bureau helps your competitive advantage by advocating for members, connecting you to like-minded entrepreneurs, and providing you with insights and business solutions to grow your bottom line. Add to that health care benefits, financial and insurance needs, market intel, and legislative, regulatory, legal risk management tools, and it's easy to see how Farm Bureau is feeding your need for new ideas. Renew your membership or become a member today. Learn more at ohiofarmbureau.org. Farm Bureau Bank has built its entire existence around the lifestyle and needs of farmers. They're here to help grow traditions, give back to agricultural communities, and offer financial convenience for your unique way of life. Visit farmbureau.bank or call one of their personal bankers today, 800-492-3276 to learn more. That's farmbureau.bank or 800-492-3276. From sunup to sundown, Farm Bureau Bank is committed to serving you. Welcome back to Our Ohio Weekly. I'm Ty Higgins. Not a whole lot of time on the 2022 calendar for policy work in Columbus, but our directors of state policy at Ohio Farm Bureau, Evan Calicote and Stephen Sheehy, in to talk about what we're looking at here over the next couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So we're here uh, in what's called a lame duck session. And, and, you know, people hear about lame duck at the federal level. A lot of things getting pushed through at the last minute while they have the numbers they have uh, there at the nation's capital. A busy time, though, here in Columbus as well. Evan, are we used to this type of action during this type of this time of year? Yeah, lame duck happens every single session. And sometimes it's a little busier and sometimes it's a little quieter. And we're still kind of looking at what that may be. Um, but a few things we're focusing on, uh, the meat processing investment program is definitely something we're looking at. Um, we've had great support both from the DeWine administration and the legislature, um, as well as our members on this program. And we definitely want to make sure we strike while the iron's hot. Um, it's had two rounds of funding so far, about $28 million. Um, and eligible meat processors can get up to $250,000 uh, for these grants, whether that be upgrading their facilities, training their personnel, uh, a few different things. Um, so we're hopefully looking to get some more funding in there and then looking towards the next General Assembly, hopefully maybe having startups uh, meet processors be advantage of that. Yeah, you talk about a successful start to a program. You mm -hmm. mentioned uh, the first three rounds now, uh, close to $30 million. We've heard from members that have taken mm -hmm. advantage of this, that have meat processing facilities. We've heard from members that sell to those meat processing facilities. It really does bridge that gap on mm -hmm. both the producer side, but also mm -hmm. giving consumers more of a local option there as well. Quite a program, and, and uh, we're just hoping for a little bit more funds here next year to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hoping to look at those more funds, and then again, just increasing the availability of them. Um, just from my personal perspective, when I used to take my projects to the county fair and we would take them to the local meat processor, I had four different options when I was growing up. Now I, we only have one. So having startups being able to take advantage of those and increase the availability of those custom meat processors and access to local meat will definitely do a, a long way to help our members. Some of these topics we want to see happen sooner than later. Sometimes, though, Stephen, it's about teeing things up for 2023, and that's something that we're hoping to do with our members as far as eminent domain is concerned. What are some of the things we hope to see happen here in the next couple of weeks and then as we get into 2023? You hit right on the head. One of the largest priorities we have is House Bill 698, which is eminent domain reform. Um, we've heard a lot of issues from our members about how it really is a David versus Goliath scenario. Um, when you have um, one of these larger companies or even the state come to you as a farmer um, with their attorneys and say, we're going to implement them in a domain here, there are so many questions and, and there's a lot of um, you know, int intimidating factors that go into this. Um, you know, it's something that is protected by the U.S. and Ohio Constitution. So at the Farm Bureau, we're looking at how can we make sure that the uh, there's a playing, playing field that's level for both 
both entities. So we're looking at making sure that there are processes in place to make sure that uh, attorney fees for these farmers can be covered uh, if they do win, uh, if, that's a, if that's the option that they choose to go down. Um, but we're also looking just to make sure that the agencies in the state are, are simply following the law. Uh, I think Leah Curtis has hit on it before, um, but in the U.S. Supreme Court, Ohio has kind of made out to be a pariah with eminent domain where we don't have the option to make sure that if the law is broken, eminent domain happens without uh, a lawful course, our, our landowners and our farmers are left without really any options. Um, the Great Lakes St. Mary's case uh, took over 10 years to get resolved as a prime example of that. So the U.S. Supreme Court even pointed that out and said that basically don't do what Ohio does. So House Bill 698 really does look to rectify that situation, along with making sure that um, farmers have enough time to get all their ducks in a row um, if these large Fortune 200 companies come and really put their put the pressure on uh, to put in um, put in some projects through eminent domain. So we're going to continue to set that up. What we'd really like to see in this lame duck period are some hearings on the bill. We want to we want this process to be open and transparent for everyone, um, and we want to work with other, other stakeholders as well. And the best way to do that is to kind of tease out some of the details and introduce legislation uh, and make sure we're in a good position come January where we can reintroduce this bill uh, and hopefully get that done next General Assembly. So important. You talk about what's happening in Licking County with Intel. Now we're hearing about a Honda EV plant happening in the Buckeye State. So there are going to be opportunities for these conversations, but uh, obviously need some groundwork, uh, legislatively speaking, in order to make that process a little bit more fair for Ohio Farm Bureau members. And Evan, as we talk about that uh, and eminent domain, we also talk about uh, infrastructure for solar and wind. And, and we've had uh, issues uh, along those lines with Senate Bill 52 here in 2022, mm-hmm. something that uh, passed through that uh, we weren't so keen about, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, there are other layers to what Senate Bill 52 does in something called community solar. What can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? So community solar is any project that falls either between 5 megawatts to 49.9. It's kind of the last point uh, that is not cur- in statute of how that would be affected. Um, currently, SB 52 does not apply uh, to that. Um, and there's definitely uh, interest in looking at how community solar uh, can be looked at in the legislature. There's a few different options out there. There's been a lot of different discussion. We want to make sure that we are a part of that. Uh, balance seeing uh, farmland preservation and the uh, private property rights of our members. So really just looking at it, making sure that we have a voice in that. Um, There's definitely a few different options, and we're going to make sure that we are part of that conversation. A lot going on in just a little bit of time, keeping these two busy, Evan Calicote and Stephen Sheehy, both uh, directors of state policy here at Ohio Farm Bureau. Thank you both. Thanks. Thank you. Back after this on Our Ohio Weekly. Joining us now, Robert Moore, an attorney with Wright and Moore. You can find him online at ohiofarmlaw.com. Robert, you just recently did something that you and I have talked about for a long time, and that's succession planning as you look at transitioning your law firm uh, to the next generation, so to speak. Uh, As you looked at that plan, what are some things that you tell farmers to take into consideration that you had to think about as well this time around? We were really fortunate in that we had Ryan Conklin kind of in line to take over for us. And we had started the transition. We had started turning over some management and responsibility so he could get a feel for what it was like to run a business and run a law firm. So I would say sharing that with farmers, try to get the next generation involved. And it can be gradually, and it probably should be gradually. 
make sure they have interest in taking on the business. That's very important so that when you're ready to turn it over, they've got some experience and they're ready to do that. Yeah, experience, very important. But what were some other top concerns that you had through the process? Of course, we had to know that the timing was right for us. I don't know how you know that for sure, but it was to the point where, you know, we had kind of done our thing and we managed the business and hopefully made it successful. But it was also time to turn it on to the next generation because Ryan has some new and different ideas and ways to make the firm better. And we're also ready to do some different things in our lives, not quite have the the day-to-day responsibilities of the law firm. So it's just a matter of finding that that time in your life that it's the right time to do it. And hopefully we found that. Robert Moore, an attorney with Wright and Moore, congratulations on retirement. I know you're leaving that firm in good hands. Wright and Moore focus their efforts on providing legal counsel to farmers and landowners in Ohio. Visit them online at ohiofarmlaw.com. With more than 300,000 horses in Ohio, the economic impact of the equine industry in the state is valued at $2.8 billion. Much of that value comes from the standard bred horse owners, breeders, trainers, and drivers who participate in the sport of harness racing in the Buckeye State, all supported by the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. Since 1953, the mission of the OHHA is to preserve, protect, promote, and serve the entire standard bred industry in Ohio and beyond. And the relationship between OHHA membership and Ohio's agriculture is undeniable. The farmers provide feed, bedding, and stables for the horses, and in turn those amazingly fast four-legged athletes provide a major draw to Ohio's county fairs, bringing revenue to our rural communities. OHHA membership has its privileges. Members reap the benefits of having a strong voice for shaping statewide policies, receive continuous industry education, and valuable information in OHHA newsletters and magazines. Check out OHHA.com to find out how the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association Association is making great strides for you. That's OHHA.com. Farmers are busy. You need business solutions from people who know farming. Introducing the Ohio Farm Bureau Select Partners Program, an insurance and financial services program for Ohio's farming community. Endorsed by farmers like you, Select Partners are committed to providing the best in consultative services to the agricultural community. Achieve your strongest farm future at ohiofarmbureau.org slash select partners. Show your Ohio Farm Bureau pride with a new t-shirt, hat, or hoodie. Available now at ofbf.org slash shop. The new Farm Bureau logo is now featured on a full line of clothing for men, women, kids, and babies. You can even add the Farm Bureau mark on water bottles, mugs, cell phone cases, and more. All from one spot. ofbf.org slash shop. A bandana for the dog, a pillow for the couch, or an apron for the grill master. OFBF.org slash shop. That's OFBF.org slash shop. Thank you for listening to Our Ohio Weekly. I'm Ty Higgins. 20 Ohio Farm Bureau leaders are serving on the 2022 Ohio Farm Bureau Federation Policy Development Committee. They had their second round of meetings last week talking about matters including the Farm Bill, SEC climate reporting at the farm level, funding alternatives for the gas tax, biosecurity measures to protect local livestock from chronic wasting disease, and many, many other issues impacting Ohio agriculture. Joining us from the committee as a board member is Mike Benzman of Sydney and as a county Farm Bureau leader, Scott Bug of Union County. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Ty. 
Mike, the main job of the committee is take policy recommendations from the county farm bureaus and see if they're a good fit for our annual meetings on the delegate floor next month in Columbus. What's rewarding about this? Probably a rewarding part of it, you know, being a grassroots uh, organization, getting to see it over the years, you know, starting out in Scott's position uh, as a delegate on the floor. uh, Very interesting procedure. How often do you share this part of the process with your members back home? Uh, We're a grassroots organization, so transparency is key, but also getting that message from the county level to the state level and even sometimes up to the American Farm Bureau Federation level. How much do you share about how much their input goes into what we do here in Columbus? That's usually my my comment, why I got involved because of the legislative things that get resolved here in Columbus, work through that process, and uh, eventually becomes law. Scott Bug, you're the president of Union County Farm Bureau, so you know how the process works, but is this your first time in the policy development committee aspect of it? Yes, sir. What do you think? Uh, it's, it's actually really neat. I, I enjoy it a lot. You know, you know, in the past, you know, yeah, we come up with policies and send them to the OD, and you know, we don't know what happens from there on, but uh, I've really enjoyed uh, my experiences here so far. How much does it make you appreciate the process? Uh, you know, not every policy that comes through the county up to the policy development committee Uh, gets put to the floor to the delegates. But as you work here with the other 19 uh, committee members, you understand the process a little bit better and and realize what goes into the thought of getting that policy from the county up to the state level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it allows, you know, here we can sit down and and actually talk through the policies that are are sent up to us and then, you know, review what we've already got in the book versus what people want and, uh, you know, bring our suggestions to move forward towards December at the annual meeting. So what are some of the issues, Mike, that are being discussed here during the 2022 Policy Committee development? Continue to CAUV. Uh, some of those things are, you know, we're always trying to make sure it's what it needs to be. Uh, reviewing that, there's always uh, somebody wants to add add things. But then, like Scott said, we look in, uh, look in the book and there's some things there already. Property rights is it's important. Uh, fence line things. Uh, some things we want to add there. You both have careers in agribusiness. That's something unique to this as well, is that uh, you're both involved in the industry at the Ohio Farm Bureau county level and, and state board level for Mike Benzman. Uh, but there are some things you guys are talking about here in committee that impact agribusiness as well. Uh, I will mention that farmland preservation has been part of the conversation, the farm bill. Then you get into, uh, Scott, uh, EPA approval process of ag technology. We saw some issues even earlier this year with uh, some uh, pesticides not being able to be used across the state. You sell seed there. You're near part of the state. So how do you add to that part of the conversation when it comes to issues like that? Oh, well, you know, I, I, I get to talk to a lot of different people. I get to hear a lot of different opinions um, from different growers. So um, it's all things that I can bring back and voice, you know, what I'm hearing across the, the area that I do work. And so, yeah, it, uh, it's pretty neat. How much do you hear from these discussions that go into what you do on the agribusiness side, Mike? Oh, cost of uh, anything from equipment, uh, input cost, fertilizer, fuel, it's affecting us big time. So uh, we got to do some things to get that remedy. One last question to you both as far as how you feel members' voices are heard through this process. Do you feel like everybody's getting the attention to the issues that they want and expect? The answer is yes, we are. And uh, talked about it with Scott a little bit. You know, they 
send their suggestions in and you know we definitely do look them over and uh, so we try to look out for the best interest of agriculture in all aspects and these policies do come from all different angles don't oh yeah and everybody has the opportunity to send something up you know and uh like i said we we may already have something in the book that covers what some people send up and we may not and we need to make some revisions and and bring that to the floor in december Ten of the leaders are state board trustees with Ohio Farm Bureau. Mike Benzman from Sydney represents them. The other ten are leaders from County Farm Bureau. Scott Bug of Union County representing them. Appreciate you both being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll find out what the committee came up with to introduce on the floor of delegates at our annual meeting coming up on December 8th and 9th in Columbus. Our Ohio Weekly is supported by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side and produced by Ohio Farm Bureau working together for Ohio farmers to advance agriculture and strengthen our communities. Be sure to visit Our Ohio Weekly's podcast page to listen to previous episodes at ofbf.org slash Our Ohio Weekly. I'm Ty Higgins. We'll see you down the road.